slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left. Press coverage, snap, Tahiti throws it over the middle. Intercepted, intercepted, Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And I am joined, as always, with my good buddy, Tyler, a.k.a. T. Plush. You can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. Um, and Scott is not joining us today, but you can find him on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla. You can also find our podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. You can also find our show on Facebook, Wisconsin Sports Trilogy Podcast on Facebook. Today, we are going to mainly focus on the 53-man roster, what it looks like. kind of what we're expecting from the players, how we feel about it, all those types of things. Um, And then we'll also look at, you know, roster moves since then, practice squad players, all of those types of things, making sure you're all up to date on the players on the team. And just a note, a programming note here, we are back to our regular season format. So if you weren't with us last regular season, what we do typically, now it changes You know, if the Packers have a Monday night game or a Thursday game, things might change a little bit. But for the most part, uh, we do our recap podcast on Monday for Sunday games. um, And then Monday night games will be, you know, Tuesday morning, things like that. Preview podcast, again, most of the time will be Thursday morning. We will be releasing those. Uh, So be on the lookout on those days for our recap or preview podcast. So, with all of that said, Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing well for a Monday. It feels good to have this Labor Day off, especially after a weekend of two weddings, as you know, as we were celebrating one of them last night on Sunday. So it was a really good, really busy weekend, and it gets even better when you consider the fact it is officially week one of the NFL season. So I am very excited to be back doing multiple Packer podcasts a week, and I'm getting ready for this full season grind here coming up. Yeah, I am beyond ready for NFL football and Packer football specifically, but this weekend has really thrown me off because, as you said, we were at a wedding on Sunday night, or I guess Sunday afternoon into Sunday night, And that has really thrown me off because I don't think I've ever been to a wedding on Sunday and for all weekend. And now today, I think it's Sunday and yesterday I thought it was Saturday. It's just thrown the whole weekend off, but we definitely had a good time. Um, And it was great to see 
to be at that wedding and be a part of that, it was it was a great, great day. But let's talk Packers. And the 53 came out, um, and hopefully you guys listened to uh, my predictions podcast about what I thought the 53 could and should look like. Now, I think I went, when I originally went through after the 53 came out, I think I counted six differences um, in terms of the players that I kept. Uh, But for the most part, I was pretty consistent with how many players they kept at each position group, um, except for cornerback and safety. Cornerback, I kept seven. Safety, I kept four. Uh, The Packers actually ended up keeping six in the cornerback room and five in the safety room. Um, But other than that, I was right on with what the Packers kept. I was pretty proud of that for me. Um, But I just want to talk about the 53. We'll go through the 53, and I'm going to go through the actual 53-man roster, and I will let you know where my changes were. So uh, at quarterback, the Packers, no really surprise here, kept three. They kept Rodgers, Boyle, and Love. Uh, running back, again, no real big surprises there. Uh, they kept four, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, and Tyler Urban. And some people are saying they kept three, and they created a new position group for Tyler Urban, but I'm going to keep him in the running back room for now, knowing that he is going to get time split out wide and all those types of things. Um, then wide receivers, Packers kept five, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, MVS, Equinemia St. Brown, and Malik Taylor. And that was where my first difference was. I had Jake Kumaro in that spot, uh, but the Packers kept Malik Taylor there. I think that was probably the biggest surprise uh, for Packer fans with the initial 53. Moving on to tight end, we have four, Sternberger, Tanyan, Lewis, and Aguara. Offensive line, the Packers kept nine. Um, Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Lindsley, Lane Taylor, Billy Turner, Rick Wagner, Lucas Patrick, John Runyon, and Yosh Neiman. The only difference that I had, I had Jake Hansen instead of Yosh Neiman. That was the only difference I had there. Um, Let's move on to defense. Defensive line, they kept five. uh, Kenny Clark, Kingsley Kiki, Dean Lowry, Montrevious Adams, and Tyler Lancaster. The only difference I had there was I had Trayvon Hester on the roster instead of Montrevious Adams. Outside linebackers, again, they kept five, and they kept Zadarius and Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Jonathan Garvin, and then they kept Randy Ramsey. Um, And the only difference there was I kept Tipa Galley instead of Ramsey, and that was the only difference in the outside linebacker group. In the inside linebacker group, I kept the same as the Packers. It was Kirksey, Burks, Kamal Martin, and Ty Summers. Again, like I said in earlier, the cornerback group, they kept six. I kept seven. Um, but who the Packers actually kept, Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Josh Jackson, Chandon Sullivan, Kadar Holman, and Kabion Ento. And for me, I kept all of the same players except I did not keep Ento, and I kept Samuels and Sunderland. Again, I kept an extra player. And then at the safety group, they kept five in Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Raven Green, Will Redmond, and Vernon Scott. And then the specialists were the same for both of us. The 
Mason Crosby as your kicker, J.K. Scott as the punter, and Hunter Bradley as the long snapper. So, overall thoughts, Tyler. Uh, how do you think I did first? And second, do you like the roster that was constructed? Do you have some constructive criticism? What are your thoughts overall on the roster? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll start on the offensive side. I think I'm actually agree a lot with what you said and you were pretty close on all of these which is even more impressive because normally we think one thing and the exact opposite happens (laughs) but I do think the biggest surprise like you said I agree is um, Malik Taylor making it in the wide receiver group and then you know when you go to Dexter Williams with the running back group and him not making it I think it's even more of a shocker that he didn't make the practice squad at least from what we have seen so far from when we're recording this podcast. I do really like that group of receivers and running backs, and I think it's going to be very interesting to kind of see who the third wide receiver is. I know we always talk about it in the offseason, but with this development, like you said, of Tyler Irving coming out, is he going to get a lot of reps at wide receiver? I mean, what's the percentages we're talking here? I've heard a lot in training camp that they're using MVS a lot more on slants and in routes and other things than just the go route and go try and burn someone. So it'll be interesting to see if he's carved up more of a role and can actually stay consistent for a year. And then go, looking at the offensive line, we were talking about it this weekend. I think the biggest surprises there is we only keep one of the rookie uh, linemen that we drafted in John Runyon, and the other two, nope, did not make it. So I think that was the biggest surprise for me on the line. For me, I'm just surprised Yosh Neiman was able to make the cut. I know there is a ton of potential there. And I'm sure that's what the Packers are banking on. And he must have done enough to show that, you know, he deserves to be in the 53. But that was the biggest surprise in the offensive line for me. I think that's probably everyone's reaction to um, just because he is such a raw player, still a young player and definitely can grow into a nice role. Um, and I'm excited to see what he's able to do. I just was kind of surprised by that decision, but obviously Brian Gutekunst, Matt LaFleur, all those guys that are making decisions are seeing these guys in every practice, you know, knowing what they're doing in the meetings and if they're grasping the offense and their assignments and all those different things. So he obviously had done enough. So, I mean, hopefully he's, you know, your eighth or nine lineman on this team. Hopefully we don't have to see him this year, but it is kind of an interesting development that he was able to make the roster. Other than that, you mentioned you like the running back and wide receiver rooms. I I think I want to expand that a little bit. I like the pass catchers in general, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I like these groups together. I think... You know, you put the wide receivers by themselves. I think there's a lot that you would or like a lot more you'd want to see out of that group. Um, Another bigger name, things like that. But when you combine that with Aaron Jones ability out of the backfield, Jamal Williams is still capable and it sounds like he's gotten better in the receiving game. Um, Then you throw in Tyler Irvin there and then you have, you know, those seam threats of Jay Sternberger, Robert Tanya, and you have the consistency you know he can still make some plays in the passing game but you know the consistency and blocking and 
big dog. And then maybe you get something out of Josiah DeGuar this year. I don't think people should expect that because I think I mentioned it in one of the previous podcasts. He's just learning everything. He's learning inline tight end. He's learning H-back. He's learning fullback. He's learning slot receiver, like splitting out wide. He's literally learning everything. And he's struggling a little bit because of that. But when you hear reporters say when he just had an easy task, you can see the athleticism. You can see the talent there. It's just he's learning so many positions. And tight end is notoriously hard to learn anyways because typically as a tight end you need to basically learn the offensive line roles the receiver roles and all those routes and you have to be good at both of those to get on the field so yeah he's he's gonna probably not make an impact early on maybe even this season we might not see a lot of them but hopefully a little bit later on in the season we see him start to grow into his role and we start to see him um make an impact later in the season, but do not expect that for the at least the first half of the season. And let's move on to the defensive side of the ball, Tyler. What were you thinking there with this initial 53-man roster? Yeah, looking at the defense, I think you kind of hit on the head. Ramsey was kind of the biggest surprise in the outside linebacker group. Uh, we talked a little bit it's the, on inside linebacker that Curtis Bolton's on IR, so he, no, he's not on this 53-man roster. He's you know, still a part of the team here for now. I think he has to spend a minimum of six weeks on the injured list before he can start practicing again, or on IR. Sorry, wrong sport. <laughs> um, and then Kamal Martin, of course, obviously he's going to be injured to start the year here too. So hopefully Kirksey can lock down the inside linebacker spot there. And looking at the CBs and safeties, I, I like the group. I'm kind of surprised Samuels and Sunderland aren't on this initial 53 men here. And it sounds like Ento's going to start the year injured as well here. And Raven Green's a little banged up already. So, uh, I mean, while I like our top end talent, especially in this secondary, um, it'll just be interesting to see how these kind of support guys who could see playing time due to injuries end up playing out. And then, of course, Vernon Scott, seventh round pick. <laughs> Look at him. He must have carved out a role here in training camp. I know we didn't know a whole lot about him. So it sounds like, you know, he'll probably have to make a name on special teams. But, hey, maybe we'll see him out there for some defensive reps as well. If the top three guys in the safety room stay healthy and Amos Savage and Raven Green, I think it's going to be pretty hard for him to get on the field um, on defense, especially, but I'm sure he did carve a rollout on special teams. And that is why he made the roster. And it sounded like he had been making plays defensively. It's just, I think those three guys are probably significantly better than him. Um, So it's going to be tough to get on the field, but it always is nice seeing that, you know, those seventh round picks making the roster and, you know, carving out a role for themselves And in the first year as a seventh-round pick, that's kind of all you can hope for. And hopefully from there he continues to develop, play well, and maybe we can see a little bit more of a role, you know, two, three years down the road. Um, That's something definitely to monitor. You mentioned KB Anento being hurt. So him and Martin, Kamal Martin, and I know a lot of Packer fans are upset about that. You know, he was making – a lot of noise in camp, and everyone was excited that he was going to be our linebacker too. And a bit surprisingly, because as a fifth-round pick, a rookie, 
you, we didn't really expect him to make a huge impact this year. You know, he expected him to be special teams kind of depth guy, and he was making a case to be a starter. And then, of course, the injury bug hits, and he goes down, and now we are, aren't expecting him at the earliest. It sounds like maybe week six for him, um, but sounds more probable, you know, week eight-ish time frame to get Kamal back. So that'll be interesting. Um, that to me means it's put up or shut up time for number 42, Oren Burks. He's got to, he's got to perform. Um, and definitely he's, he's just got to come out and be that guy. And hopefully we're able to see that. Otherwise, if we're not, we're going to see a lot more of, you know, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage and Raven Green on the field with Christian Kirksey. Other that, I think that the Ramsey and the outside linebacker, that one was a bit of a surprise for me. Um, but also I kind of had a surprise guy making the roster in my predictions. I just felt like another guy there would not be a bad choice. And you pick a guy who it sounds like the his time on the practice squad last year really helped his development. And that is pretty much the main reason that he has made it on the 53 man roster. Um, so that is, that's great to know or great to hear that that practice squad really helped develop him and give, gave him a chance to learn from all these veterans, you know, he's still on the field every day of the week in practice, you know, in meetings, all these different things that I am sure have helped him tremendously. And now we might see him in, I'm sure, on special teams and in, you know, limited reps on defense. But it's a guy that we're going to be able to see and see in a big-time role, and not or not a big-time role, but not just in preseason games. We're going to see him hopefully in some regular season snaps on defense, and that'll be exciting to see what we have there. I still think that Jonathan Garvin should get the majority of those uh, pass rush four reps because I really like the talent that he has. I think he is a top hundred player for in the NFL draft, but you know, those concerns about motor and all those things on the field made him drop to the seventh round. So you got a steal in terms of talent, but you just got to make sure he gets out there and is actually using that talent. Um, and in this outside linebacker group, those two players should get a lot better because Rashawn Gary, we saw, or we're seeing exponential growth. Now we have to see that on the field on set on Sundays, but you know, I'm super, super excited about this outside linebacker group. Do you have anything else on the 53 man roster? Any names that you're super excited about, you know, just names that you want to see what they're able to do, or if they do perform, um, up to their potential, or if they don't perform, how? What is what is the guy you're looking at that if they perform to a high level to their potential, that's really going to take this team and kind of get them to the next level? Ooh, man. I mean, when you phrase a question like that, I think Christian Kirksey is the first name that comes to mind, like just because he's been a little banged up over the past couple years, and to have a thumper there who at the middle linebacker spot who can actually make tackles closer to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good game changer there. That 
will hopefully help with the Packers run defense, which of course we still all remember the painful memories of the NFC championship game. So let's, let's press those aside and hope Christian Kirksey comes out there on the offensive side. I mean, there's, I think I'm more interested just to see how the formations look like and how they decide to deploy some of these guys as we kind of alluded to a little bit earlier, but you can kind of envision some things like how they can mix and match players. Like do the Packers ever want to go say, Hey, let's play small ball. Let's have, let's have, let's say Tyler Irvin, Aaron Jones, and then Devonte Adams. Those are your, this we'll say your three wide receivers for this set. And then obviously you have to put some bigger guys at running back, Jamal Williams, AJ Dillon in the backfield. Like that, that'd be kind of interesting. Do they want to go like complete large ball? Obviously you have, Adams, Lazard, MBS, all three really tall guys. Do you want to put like DeGuara and AJ Dillon in the backfield? Like that's a lot of thighs coming at people. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm kind of just kind of curious to see how all this shakes out in terms of mixing and matching those guys. Yeah, I that one wide receiver, four running backs, that would be wild. <laughs> um, I know you had. Aaron Jones and Tyler Irvin split out in that situation, but that would be wild to see all of them on the field at the same time. I would love to see more two running back sets, you know, and I think we're going to see more of that. We saw it work to perfection against the Vikings in that week two matchup of last year in that one drive in particular. And I know Tyler and I mentioned this when it was happening, those plays that Matt LaFleur set up with those two running back sets against the Vikings. Um, the first one where they motion out Aaron Jones and they sing, swing it to him on the swing screen and, you know, do it there. And then a player two later, they have that same formation, same motion, fake it to Aaron Jones on that swing screen and then get a slip screen on the other side to go for a big gainer. And I believe it was a touchdown. Um, so I hope to see more of that. For me, I have three players that I want to mention here that I think are, if they step up, they're going to be the reason why the Packers are in Super Bowl contention again this year. Number one is Jay Sternberger. Um, I think if he steps up and comes into that tight end one role, that is going to make this offense, this passing attack much, much better and potentially this run game. Um, if he's able to continue to block well, I think that's going to be a big thing. Second guy, this is the second one on offense, and that's MVS. I think he is going to be, if he continues what they've been telling me from training camp, if he continues this and if he's able to do this on Sundays, we now, he, he might challenge Lazard for, uh, number maybe not number two wide receivers on the outside all the time type of thing but in terms of targets and things the way he's been playing you know moving the ball on third downs in practice you know being able to do those slants those in routes digs crossers things like that he's he's moving the ball on third downs and being a target from Aaron Rodgers on third downs which is even more important um so you add that with Devonte Adams and Ellen Lazard who in half a year, I think, got Aaron Rodgers' trust. You're going to be in the right place at the right time, going to make the play. And then you add a consistent MVS who can do something other than just run down the field. 
That would be awesome. My third player is on defense, and that's Rashawn Gary. Again, another guy we've heard a lot, a lot about in training camp. He's just got to do it on Sundays. And, you know, you mentioned Christian Kirksey. I think that is probably another player you can mention here. But I think Rashawn Gary could help in this pass or the rush defense as well because he had, he was very, very, very good at that at, at Michigan. He's good at setting the edge, and he did it last year very well um, at the NFL level. So if he can combine that, kind of rush defense prowess with more moves and uh, the ability to get to the passer. He's going to be on the field more. I would not be surprised if we see a lot of on third downs, Kenny Clark, Zadarius Preston, Rashawn Gary, and, you know, move Z around, move Rashawn Gary around. Those are the players that I'm looking for to step up and that are going to really help this team. And going into the year, you know, or the draft even, it was rush defense and pass catchers. And if those three guys step up, that helps in both of those areas. And I think that's going to help this team take it to the next level. Um, we did mention the players placed on the practice, or injured list, the IR. Thank you, Tyler, for getting <laughs> me all mixed up with that. Uh, linebacker Kamal Martin and cornerback KBN Ento, again, just to refresh your memory. And it sounds like they, the Packers went out and signed former Jets cornerback Pari Nickerson. Um, I will be honest, I don't know a lot about him. He's a third-year player. He was drafted in the sixth round of the NFL draft. Um, he was actually traded to the Seahawks August 31st of last year. Um, and then... He was put on. He was on the practice squad of the Seahawks and the Jaguars before being on the Jaguars' active roster last year. Um, not a lot of stats from him. He just hasn't had a lot of playing time. This is this is the KBN Ento role. I think without injury, he's not going to get on the field in a lot. Maybe special teamer type of player, um, but I do not anticipate him being on the field a lot. So let's go to practice squad players. I'm just going to run through the signings that we know of. So far, um, and then I'll open it up to you, Tyler. So let's go through those players that have been signed so far. Now, if you remember, this year it's a 16-man practice squad. I believe it used to be 10, um, so they expanded those this year. Um, as of right now, there are 14 official signings, and those are running back Demaria Crockett, wide receivers Reggie Bagleton, and Darius Shepard. They list him as a tight end, but he's really a fullback. John Lovett, center Jake Hansen, um, Alex Light, the offensive lineman, and then also the guard Zach Johnson. Defensive line, they kept two on the practice squad, Delante Scott and Will Willington Prevalane. Uh, linebackers, Chris Barnes, Tipa Gale, Greg Roberts. They kept a safety, Henry Black, and cornerback Sanford Samuels. And it sounds like it's not official yet, um, but the last two spots, media reports have indicated that the team intends to sign wide receiver Robert Foster. I'm not 100% sure if that's official yet. Um, and also Dewan Harris, he was linebacker from the Patriots and Robert Foster has played uh, wide receiver for the bills the last couple of years. As of 
let's see here. 10.30 on Labor Day. That was what has been official. And maybe by the time you're listening to this, those other signings, or maybe there's some different signings to the practice squad, become official. But that is what we know so far. So what are you thinking? Are there any names you're excited to still have on the roster while the practice squad um anything like that tyler yeah there's a few i'm glad we kept reggie bagleton wide receiver i heard his name a lot during training camp from all the media reports so glad we're able to hang on to him and then even a little bit shepherd as well too as you know we only have five you know not including Irvin wide receivers on the initial 53 man and you know, similar last year, you never know when someone's going to come in. Alan Lazard started last year on the practice squad, and now he's our wide receiver, too. So I'm sure we'll probably need at least one of those guys as the season goes along. Maybe it's Shepard who gets a little bit of an edge because he has some experience in uh, the punt return and kick return game. I don't know. But either way, I'm glad we have both of them on there. And then taking a look, obviously, you can never have enough linemen, either on offense or defense. Not the huge Alex Light fan but in particular, but I'm glad at least we have a guy in the practice squad who has some good NFL experience. And if an injury does happen, we're able to call upon him that way. So I think those are my biggest takeaways so far. Yeah, I would agree. I think there's a lot of young players that I... I'm glad they're able to get back on the roster. Um, you know, the linebackers here, Greg Roberts, Tipa Galley, I'm glad they're back. Um, one of the biggest ones for me is Stanford Samuels. I'm glad they got him back, the cornerback. He was an undrafted free agent this year. Um, that's a guy that I initially put on my 53-man roster, so that was a guy that I'm really glad to still – having green and gold. And then like you mentioned, those wide receivers, when you keep five, and I think it's a smart way to go about building a roster in this offense, the way Matt LaFleur wants to play, I think that's a smart way to do it. Um, Especially considering between running backs and tight ends, you kept eight of those. You have to cut somewhere else. And I think that was the right place to do it. Instead of keeping six, let's keep five and let's keep some guys we're excited about on the practice squad and Darius Shepard who I am still extremely excited about, and then also Reggie Bagleton. Both of those guys, you know, if someone goes down, Packer fans are at least going to be excited about these guys, and I think rightfully so. It's just whether they can perform at an NFL level is going to be the biggest thing for that. Um, But, you know, the practice squad, they're not supposed to be guys that are going to be NFL-proven players. These are... They're on the practice squad for a reason. So there are young guys that are exciting and need to be able to step up if and when injuries happen. And I think when you only keep five five wide receivers, that's where my mind goes instantly is if there's an injury there, one of those guys is going to have to come up and hopefully they pick the right one to come up uh, when, if and when an injury happens and hopefully they're able to perform Tyler, do you have anything else related to practice squad, 53-man roster, anything like that? Well, I mean, we'd be, we wouldn't be doing ourselves any favor if we didn't say rest in peace to Jake Kumaro for Scott. So 
I feel like we need to <laughs> to finally lay all the Kumaro discussions aside because I think I saw he signed with the Bills now. So it's official. Whitewater Jesus is gone. So I'm sorry, Scott. That definitely is a little bit frustrating. Um, it was a player that, you know, nothing spectacular in the past game, I don't think. he He's just a solid NFL player. And as a fifth wide receiver, I think that's fine in the NFL. I think, you know, having a guy where you know he's going to be, know where he's going to be and be in the right spots and make plays. And then on top of that, he's one of the best run blocking wide receivers in the game. So with all of that, I felt like it was, that's why I kept him on the roster. I think it was hard not to, but you know, if you think you got something in Malik Taylor and that's the reason they kept him. You know, you can't really argue with that. You you knew what Jake Kumura was. You knew what you were getting out of him. And you knew that it wasn't going to be anything. Or if it was anything, it wasn't going to be much more than what he's already given you. And if you have a lot of faith in the development of Malik Taylor and that he's going to be able to do more than I think that is a smart way to go about it and a good way to go about it. So... As much as I would like to see him on the roster because I know what I'm getting out of him, I understand what Brian Gutekunst is doing. And he, and he did that on the offensive line as well. We mentioned Yosh Neiman. That's another guy that they're, they are able to watch everything. They know what these guys are capable of. We don't necessarily know that, especially this year when we haven't been able to go and watch any of the players and, and really see much out of uh, training camp and everything. We haven't been able to watch preseason games, all those different things. I think we have to trust Brian Gutekunst because I still think he's a great GM and he's building this team correctly. And frankly, I love the 53-man roster. I think it's a team that can get us back to the NFC Championship and hopefully beyond this year. So I am really, really excited for the NFL season. And as you can tell, I'm talking myself into a Super Bowl this year. So I just I just need football and I'm ready to talk real, real football with you, Tyler. Um, and speaking of real football, we have the Vikings coming up next Sunday and we're going to have a preview podcast out in a couple days here. We'll have that out on Thursday. Again, that'll be our normal schedule. Um, Thursdays for the preview and day after games for the review podcasts. Um, maybe Thursday night games if there is any this year for the Packers. Maybe we'll push those to a normal Monday release. Um, but definitely be on the lookout for that. And until we're able to talk Vikings and what to expect from that matchup, go Pack, go. Go Pack, baby.